Hello, and thank you for listening to the Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal podcast. The Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal is co-sponsored by the Association of Mathematics Teacher Educators and the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics. My name is Eva Thanheiser, and today I'm talking with Sung Kwan Bian from North Carolina State University, who co-wrote an article with Nirol Shaw and Daniel Reinholz. The article is called When Only White Students Talk, Equipping Prospective Teachers to Notice Inequitable Participation, and was published in the June 2023 issue of the Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal. We will begin by summarizing the main points of the article and discuss in more depth the lessons they shared in the article, their successes and challenges, and how these lessons relate to their other work. Can you briefly introduce yourself? Yes. First of all, thank you for having me. My name is Song Hwan Bian, and I am at NC State University in the Department of STEM Education. I work as assistant professor in my current position. This is my beginning of my year three. So I'm excited. Well, welcome to the podcast and let's jump right in. Can you give us a brief summary of the article, including the results? Yes. The paper introduced equipping as a teacher learning practice for social political aspect of teacher learning. And so it leverages tool equip is also developed by the, the other two co-authors of Nirusha and then Daniel Reinholz. And what we did is that we implement that practice in a secondary mathematics methods course. And we analyze data and then we, we found some interesting things about how that equipping shaped prospective teachers noticing. And that's what's included in the paper. And then we also share some, perhaps some advices based on our learning through the implementations. Thank you so much. So who should read this article? So the context of the study was in secondary mathematics methods course. So I think that this would be directly applicable for teacher educators who are teaching methods course, either elementary, secondary, but also this could be very much applicable for instructional coaches who work with teachers in classroom setting, try to improve teacher you know, classroom interactions. And I think also people who do PD with practicing teachers and this equipping can be a, a one of the critical component of broader PD design. You know, as I was reading your paper yesterday, it was actually something I was thinking about because we had talked about potentially using equip in our professional development, but it seemed to be too big of an ask. And I think your paper really talks about how you can do equipping in a smaller, more digestible version. So I'm excited to talk more with you about this. So yeah, let's absolutely. jump into is the important problem of practice or issue that you are addressing in your article? Yeah, so broadly speaking, we were trying to answer two big problems. So one is we have this discussions about equity issues and sociopolitical aspect of teaching mathematics. But like, how can we as a teacher educators, how can we bring those and make them really relevant to our prospective teachers teaching itself. And I think that, so we have a broader understanding of this 
theories and you know, all the issues, social, broader social issues. But how does that will be meaningfully can be translated into classroom setting? And I think that's the one big problem that we try to address. And the, the other one is that specific to this secondary mathematics methods course, these prospective teachers, not only they take university methods course, but also they go out and have this field-based experiences. And so as we are focusing on equity issues in the university methods course, somehow these issues are separated from their field-based experiences. And so we really want you to bring those together and equipping and applying equip could offer a way to do it. Yeah. That kind of came out when I was reading the article, too. It's this nice connection of tying the theory to the practice, right? Yes, yes. All right. So let's dive a little bit into existing work in the field. Can you tell us how your article builds on existing theories or literature in the field? Yeah. So I think that there are in terms of what we are building on, there are two aspects that we're building on. The one is the tool equip. I think that's a quite has been in, in the field has been discussed a lot these days. So equip as a noun, right? So we, we know the tool. Perhaps those of who do not know, I mean, there is, has been introduced as a research tools, as a way to teachers engaging with this inequitable participation patterns and so on. And so that's one part that we're building on. And the second part is then, as we are thinking about how we can we study what teachers take away from this, and then we thought that noticing framework was a really good fit to capture that. And so so that's the one, another aspect that we are building on, especially those three interrelated components of noticing framework, which is attending and interpreting and responding. And also we also there are some more recent developments that are attending to sociopolitical aspect of noticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a sociopolitical framing. There's uh, authors talked about those aspects. So we try to think about those aspects as we are thinking about equip, applying equip in this secondary mathematics methods course. So if I'm summarizing what you're saying, you're kind of pulling together the world of teacher noticing and the prior work with equip on understanding social political aspects of the classroom and pulling them together. Yes. Excellent. All right. Now tell us more about equipping. How does this address the issue that you said about connecting theory and practice and what does it look like? Yeah, so I think that equip as a noun, right? So that's the, what we are building on. But we really try to think about as equipping as a verb, as a, as a way of doing, as a way to learn, teachers learn social political, facilitate teachers' social political learning. And so, and that is what the really at the heart of this paper. So tell us more about what does it do? So let's say somebody has never heard of Equip. Can you just briefly summarize what is it and how does it help students learn about the social? Yeah, yeah. let me continue from the what, what I stopped. So I think that the, you know, again, like a, equipping as we build on the tool Equip, and we really wanted to focus on how can this be integrated into existing 
activity, teacher learning activities in secondary mathematics methods course. Because uh, as a teacher educators, we could, you know, we often think, you know, think that, you know, it's already packed. There's a lot of things happening or included in a methods course. It's hard to add things without subtracting things. And, and so we try to integrate equip in a way that the existing activities can still coexist, but we're adding this social political layer on top of it. And so that we can still attend to the social political issues while they're experiencing some of those key field-based experiences in their methods course. So let's take a little bit of time to talk about what Equip is for people who've never heard about it. Yeah, so just brief introduction to Equip. So Equip, I could say that it is a observational tool, has a two dimensions. The one dimension is who the students are. So oftentimes, we are thinking about social markers of the students. So students' race or gender or their backgrounds with a disability or backgrounds of linguistic backgrounds and so on. And so who the students are. And the second aspect of it is the what kind of contributions that students making. So which is we call the discourse dimension. And so what does equip does is that it counts the contributions and then categorize in those two dimensions, the social markers and discourse dimensions. And then it generates analytics for people, to, to audiences. So for example, like you videotape yourself doing a number talk in this case, right? And then you code every student response according to the tool. And then it might spit out that boys participated way more than, you know, girls, or I don't remember now what all the categories were. I think you use gender and maybe like, like not just a binary, but going beyond that. Sure. Yes. Correctly. And then, and then maybe that black students participated more or less than white students and those kinds. So that, you can get, I don't want to say objective because nothing is objective, but a little bit more objective version of what's actually happening in your classroom that is mm-hmm. often to notice. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So I'll, I'll, I'll say so. So yeah, I think that findings could lead to something like, okay, well, the, the black student compared to white student had a more contribution in terms of different type of discourse dimension. So it could be, did they talk more, made a more longer contributions for, you know, compared to white students? And also, you know, these dimensions are very versatile. I mean, the teachers can create their own dimensions. So for example, if they really want to attend to, for example, who contributed more on topic or off topic, you know, so that can be also one of the discourse dimension that teachers can observe. Yeah. And I think you also had the type of questions, right? Like what kind yeah. of questions do you ask of which students? And I know I've experienced somebody using Equip in my own classroom. And it is interesting when you see kind of what's happening in your own classroom and it does not always align with what you think is happening in your own classroom, right? Yes, yes. It's a really cool tool to help you reflect and maybe see things that you might not see otherwise. Yes, yes. 
So let's get to the research question. What research question did you study in this particular paper? Yeah, so we really want you to see by equipping, you know, what are the affordances and constraints? Because we often focus on positive things, right? But what are the also things that we should really be careful about? And then through the lens of how prospective teachers noticing of inequity. And so that's something that we wanted to explore. And what did you find? Yeah. So because we apply the noticing framework, so we really look through these three different lenses, attending and interpreting and responding. And so attending, we found very promising evidence. It was actually by equipping the prospective teachers they really attend to the sociopolitical aspect of classroom interactions. They often talk about race. And it's really hard to not to talk about race when you have an equip analytic that is right. about categorized with a racial category. So in a way that it created a context where students can talk about race mm-hmm. because it's right there in the, in front of them. And, and I think that this is quite noticeable because oftentimes you know, prospective teachers, especially white students, they try to, they tend to avoid these type of topics. And it does offer a context for them to openly talk about. And also some of these attending aspect of it was that they were able to, just like you mentioned, they to start noticing things that are more detail oriented. So it's not just who participated more. But that participation could be categorized with different discourse dimensions. And so they're attending more nuanced way of how participation is happening. So for example, there, they thought that one student thought that, well, you know, in my discussion, girls were participating more. But later the prospective teachers noticed that, well, actually the girls are participating more in terms of short contributions, but longer contributions, they are not. So, so in that kind of more detailed, more granular way of understanding, you know, the participation patterns. So let me ask you a question. I'm going a little bit off script, but I'm kind of thinking this is such a cool tool. How much work does it take to set it up? Yeah, like, that's a really you can't good just point. give people the equip tool, right? So, like, what's all involved in getting to the point where where teachers can do that? Yeah, so you know, it was a less than I thought. My first response. So, in the methods course, there was a couple sessions that I introduced. What is equip? Mm-hmm. And then also we use maybe perhaps that took about 20 minutes and 30 minutes. And then maybe another session where we code using equip a video recording that we commonly watch. So something that, you know, available in, in out there in the, in the internet, we watch that video and, and code it. And that was enough for them to video record their own number top and also code using Equip on their own. Wow, that just sounds like amazing. Yeah, and and also Equip, the website, has very helpful instructions. So there's videos they can watch and, and things like that. Okay, so you had them equip themselves. They came back and what did they share? What did they learn about their number talks? I think that that's the one, one part is the attending part. They did explicitly talk about race and gender. Those are the two social markers that we use in the, in the methods course. 
so they talk about it, but the the more complex part of the finding was actually the interpreting and responding, and the patterns in those two were a little mixed, and and so we really needed to think more carefully about. So so let me talk about interpreting first. And so there are a few categories of interpretations that we found, and the one is they're making connections with their own teaching practices. So for example. I'm asking all the why questions to boys versus the girls and things like that. Another category of interpretation that we saw is something connecting to broader social relations. So for example, okay, I, I'm a male teacher. I just realized I've been more talking with more of male students. And then maybe this has shaped some who was volunteering my, you know, number talk and so on. And so that was quite promising because otherwise they may not have reflected in that aspect of it. And the third part is this something that we thought that was quite concerning, actually. They're making connections with the patterns with students' characteristics in some sense. So, oh, so-and-so is shy. So-and-so is lacking confidence. So they're in a way that seeing the reason from how students, what they bring to the classroom and not really looking at the social environments that they are in. So I thought that this is quite important, this interpretation, because it does determine how they're going to respond, how they're going to, are they going to take any actions about this? So for example, if the issue is in the students, is the teachers can't really take any actions against this because it's not really about what they do. It's more about what students bring versus when teachers are thinking about their own teaching practices. We saw that they're more tend to talk about how can I do things differently to disrupt these patterns. So I thought that, you know, those two, those different types of interpretations are really important. And we're seeing some mixed result in there. And then also they talked about responding aspect of it and how they're going to address this inequitable participations. I mean, the upshot is there, there wasn't any easy answer. And, and also at the same time, they're really talking about not as responding, but more of more so planning to respond. So, so we don't really have a good data in this aspect. The students were oftentimes talk about increasing wait time. They talked about calling on specific students. But also they talked about that, how they feel uncomfortable doing that. So it's a really hard to think about like, what is it they can do to, in order to respond to these inequitable participations? As I was reading the paper, I was thinking it's really a good way to bring all of these topics up, right? Like, okay, so maybe some people don't participate as much as others. Why is that, right? And you can talk about like the structural versus the individual kind of conceptions that people hold. So I thought that was really interesting. Also, because these are not the actual teachers, they're not in the classroom all the time, right? So it's more like a tool to highlight something or the use of this tool to highlight things versus the use of the tool to change things, right? Which I'm sure you all write somewhere else about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The changing part is, right, so I think that's an important part that we want to get to. But like you said, they really don't have much opportunity to actually do that yet. So if you had to summarize kind of what is the contribution of these, this paper, what would you say? Yeah, so I think that 
this is more of like introduction of integrating Equip to what we already do as a teacher educators. We really want this to be an invitation for fellow teacher educators think about and also apply Equip in their own teaching. And I think that more, perhaps a more scholarly contribution could be, I think this, the idea of social political framing. And I think that's a really powerful way. So attending and interpreting and responding and this social political framing can shape these three different, three interrelated components of noticing. And then our finding is really about how equip can frame social politically what they attend to. So they explicitly talk about race or gender issues and things like this. So in a way that it framed the space of their conversations that, that we are talking about these, we are attending to these race and gender or other social marker issues. And I think that also that it kind of highlights the further work in this space, especially the interpretation part where we really have to think about what is that? How can we social political frame the interpretation that is more geared toward asset and strength-based way when they are observing relatively less participation minoritized students. And I think that's a really tricky part. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. And for further information on this topic, you can find the article on the Mathematics Teacher Educator website. This has been your host, Eva Thenheiser. Thank you for listening and goodbye.